Hi, and welcome to Popaholics, the show where dad and daughter dish on pop culture over a drink. Uh, I'm Steve Hall. I'm uh, sort of doing a Popaholics on assignment, on the road. Uh, yeah, without the drink. Without the drink. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have coffee. We're so boring. Uh, but we have a special guest today, uh, Peter Ferry, who was on our sixth episode talking about his novels, um, travel writing, and Old Heart. Um, and he has some some exciting news about uh, relating to Old Heart. Yeah, uh, a, a couple years ago, a guy uh, called me up out of the blue, a guy named Roger Rappaport, and he said he wanted to write a, a um, stage play based on Old Heart. Is that what I want to say, a stage script, the theatrical script mm-hmm. based on Old Heart? Well... I was very flattered. I said, sure, I mean, have my blessing. He's from uh, Grand Rapids, Muskegon, actually Muskegon, Michigan. And um, he's, an, he's an independent movie producer who's done, I think he's done three different films. Uh, the kind of thing that you see in uh, film festivals around the country. Yeah. And he's won awards here and there. Uh, I've seen two of them uh, pretty good, uh, quite impressive. And anyway, so... Uh, Did he say what drew him to this? Yeah, his, his wife's a librarian, and uh, someone had come in to the library in Muskegon complaining that they couldn't find a copy of my novel, Old Heart. And she said, well, I don't know anything about it. So she ordered it and got it and read it and liked it and gave it to him and he read it and liked it and then it went from there so to refresh our listeners memories uh, old heart is the story of a gentleman who's in his 80s 85 and uh his grown children want to sell the house basically kind of put him in the home so to speak so to speak but he embarks on uh, a great adventure to find the lost love of his life yeah i think he just he you know he makes the he has to choose between watching Jeopardy the rest of his life or having one great last fling, and he chooses the latter, which is something that I'd like to think that I might do when I get to be eighty-five, but I doubt it. Well, I think Honestly. your wife would have a problem with you leaving to go find another lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she probably would. So, so Roger uh, uh, approached you, and then was there? Um, did he have to do any research to bring Yeah. Well, I, the story takes a lot of... I mean, the story of Tom Johnson, the main character, uh, and Sarah von Prague takes place in Holland because he was there as a, as a soldier during the Second World War, and uh, he was involved in uh, the supply side of, of the thing, and she was assigned to him as a translator. And, uh, you know, I fell in love and uh, had every intention of, uh, of following through on that. But uh, the end of the war and reality got in the way and there were some snafus that uh, with letters that weren't delivered and, and um, they went on and lived their lives separately. And neither very happily. Mm-hmm. Tom married someone 
when he came home, and uh, they didn't have a very good marriage. And the same was true of uh, Sarah. When he's 85 and, uh, and his wife has died, the, what she does at the end as a kind of penance, I suppose, or an apology, she tells him that way back then, when he came back from the war, there had been a letter for him mm. that she'd destroyed. So he, uh, make a long story short, he takes off. He fools his kids and he takes a cab to O'Hare Airport in Chicago and flies off into the wild blue yonder to look for this lost love. And that's the basis of the story. In Holland, right. And so. you ask if Roger did any research. Yeah, he did. He, uh, his daughter lives in England, so he goes there fairly frequently. And he started going to the Netherlands when he was visiting his daughter. I, I was a Fulbright exchange teacher in the Netherlands in, in 1991 and 92 in a town called Veldhoven, an old farm town that's grown up into be a suburb of Eindhoven, which is the major city in the southeast and the, the, the headquarters of Philips, the big Dutch electronics conglomerate. So uh, I set the story there. Mm -hmm. Roger went there a couple times, and he started doing a lot of research. He started talking to publishers and producers and theatrical producers in uh, in Amsterdam and environs, and it went from there. He's he's gone at least twice, maybe even three times, mm -hmm. to do research. And uh, yeah, it's such great fun for me. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> well, yeah, that was going to be my next question. So when he is uh, coming up with the script for the play, did he have any consultations with you? Did you have any input into the script? Pretty much just the book. He would call occasionally and ask a question, but not, not very much. And that's what makes it fun, because it becomes then a real collaboration. Plus, he's made a huge plot change. In the story, Tom Johnson is Caucasian. In my story, in his story, he's African-American from Detroit. Mine is Caucasian from Northern Illinois. It adds all kinds of layers yeah. to the thing. In, both in terms of their getting together and their being kept apart. So I think it's kind of brilliant. Mm -hmm. And so where is this scheduled to premiere? Well, it was set to premiere at, at the Redford Theater in Detroit uh, on the 13th and 14th of February. But COVID has reared its ugly head, and mm -hmm. so now it's going to be in May, May 14th and 15th. Okay. So we'll see. And this is all, I don't know, it's a pipe dream for me. Uh, and it, will it really happen? I, I keep pinching myself and wondering if it will. Because, mm -hmm. you know, people have big dreams and they're hard to, <laughs> to realize sometimes. But uh, he's, he, he, he's a pretty experienced guy and he's produced a, a trailer that's quite wonderful and quite convincing with the two lead actors who are going to be in the play. And uh, so that, that's really fun to see. So we'll put the link to the trailer in um, our newsletter.
So that's Old Heart coming, uh, hopefully, to the stage in Detroit uh, in May. Now, Pete, I also wanted to uh, have you and I talk about uh, a book that we both read, uh, When Will We Be Good News, right? Sure. And uh, you want to tell talk a little bit about what this book is? Well, it's Kate Atkinson, who I think is is one of the best of the English writers these days. English. She writes about Scotland. I tend to think she's English, but maybe she's Scottish. I don't know. She lives in Glasgow. That's, that's a tip-off right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she has created a character um, whose name is... Uh, is it Jackson Brody? Yeah, Jackson Brody. And he's a, you know, typical uh, private eye kind of guy, ex-cop and a little rough around the edges and Mm -hmm. drinks a little bit too much and, uh, has a daughter. They all seem to have one child and it's always a a girl, (laughs) all these rough around the edges guys. But Kate Atkinson is a terrific and very funny writer. Um, very witty. And uh, she she wrote a series um, called Case Studies, uh, of which this is one. Uh, Case Studies is not a series. It's a it's a book. It's a book. But then there's a TV version. Right? There's a TV version, and um, starring uh, a great English actor whose name I don't know off the top of my head, but really wonderfully done and it's a terrific story and where can people see that kk where do you where do you see jackson where do we get jackson brody uh you got it online imbd i think yeah imbd okay they do it with uh, commercials okay yeah you have commercials but it's well worth it it's very very good you enjoyed it i i enjoyed it i'll say this particular book the other main character atkinson's is louise monroe Mm -hmm. who is a police uh, inspector, I believe would be her title, kind of hard, hardened, uh, rough edges herself. And in this book, this, uh, at the beginning of it, this uh, young family's out for a walk. Suddenly they're set upon by this crazy guy with a knife. The mother and two of the kids uh, are killed. One daughter gets away. And then the story jumps ahead you know, to present day, you find out what's happened to that girl, but then... Although you don't know it's, it's she at You don't first. know it's she at first. Yeah, one of the things about Atkinson is a lot of times you'll be going along, you'll be reading things, you're not really sure why you're learning this at this particular time, but then eventually it all becomes clear. But yeah, we find out, you know, her, we find out what's going on with... Uh, Jackson Brody, Louise Monroe. Louise Monroe and Jackson Brody have been lovers in the past, and they've gone their separate ways, but each has a gleam in the eye for the other. And then then the other one, I mean, she's so good at creating characters, and one of them is a 16-year-old girl. Reggie. Named Reggie. Who's just a wonderful character. Just fabulous character. Anyway, we don't want to ruin it for you. We don't want to ruin it for you, but I will say uh, it is a book that since we're not we're not used to reading Atkinson's work, it took me a little while to get into the rhythm of it. But then once I did, it was wonderful. 
it feels in a way like stream of consciousness writing because a character will be taught thinking about something and then that jumps to something else and then you find out more about that and then it jumps to something else but yeah you get in the rhythm of it. it's wonderful and funny gripping just great and so that particular book is called when will there be good news by kate atkinson kate atkinson kate atkinson yeah so what else have you been reading that's good oh gosh well, I, I've been reading Henry James, Portrait of a Lady, mm-hmm. partly because I, you know, in, in all my education, I never really read him. As a high school teacher, I taught Turn of the Screw for a while, but that's the only thing of James I know. So I'm kind of plowing through him. The, American in, in, in London kind of deal, right? Yeah, you know, James was never quite sure if he was... American or English, and he really wanted to be English. <laughs> and that it's a, a bit off-putting. But let me tell you about another book that relates to Old Heart. And that's a book by a, a writer, American writer named Russell Shorto. That's mm-hmm. called Amsterdam, mm-hmm. the history of the most liberal city in the world. Uh-huh. And I think it's just a fabulous, fabulous book that really explains a lot about uh, who the Dutch people are, and 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 how they're different than who we are. Mm-hmm. He lived there for four years, and he ran a foundation there, so he really knows his stuff. I'll give you one quick example, if we have time. We do. At some point, someone's talking to him and mentions the kid who puts his thumb in the dike and oh, saves yeah, the yeah. village. Yeah. Or he's he's talking to a Dutchman about that, a Dutch person. And the Dutch person says, no, I don't know that story. And Shorto says, you're kidding. You don't know the story of the kid who puts his thumb in the dike? And the Dutchman says, well, not only do I not know it, but it wouldn't be a Dutch story. And it isn't, in fact. It's written by an American, by, uh, I get uh, it. The Washington Irving? Yeah. No, Is it's not right? Washington Irving. But hang on, I'll get it. Um, but anyway, American wrote, an American wrote that story. An American wrote that story, and the Dutchman says, well, no, a Dutchman would never write that story because, you know, no one person is going to save the village. Mm. 40% of the Netherlands is below sea level. And the way the heroes of the Netherlands are the, the work teams and the committees and the city councils which work together uh, to keep the sea at bay. So one guy sticking his thumb in the dike, no way. <laughs> so American that's a, just an example of, <laughs> of, of uh, the wonders of this little book. It's not, a, it's not a big book, but it's a terrific book. And it's called Amsterdam. Amsterdam, uh, a history of the most liberal city in the world by Russell Shorto. And, you know, he goes on to explain how a lot of what's related to my, my novel, uh, Old Heart, uh, that makes uh, Holland so attractive. And it is why the pilgrims, when they left uh, England, first, and first went to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. It's why so many people have fled there. It's why after the Inquisition, the Jews from the Iberian Peninsula went to Flanders, to Antwerp, and to Holland. There's this history of tolerance and acceptance 
and it's quite a quite a wonderful thing. So, uh, Russell Shortell. And so, Pete, um, I I should mention to listeners, you've probably heard the sound of the coffee percolating. You've heard a dump truck full of sand out on the beach. We're we're in Florida at the moment. That's those weird noises you hear in the background. So, Pete, what sort of writing projects are you working on at the moment? Uh, I'm working on on a novel that um, I got my inspiration. Four or five years ago, four years ago, I guess, I judged the Chicago Writers Association. Five years ago, I, I won the that uh, uh, award. Four years ago, I was I judged it, it in the category of traditional fiction. The winner was uh, a guy named Martin Say, S E Y, and his his book was called. The Mirror Thief, which is a and great a, book. Yeah, I've read that book. It's a story of, yeah, I, I loved it. It's a story of the invention of the mirror in Venice. There are three stories. One is set in Venice when the mirror is invented, and when it is the uh, most prized technology in the world, mm-hmm. 1500. One is set in Venice, California, in the 1960s. And one is set in the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas around 2008. And they intersect and overlap. So I wanted to do something like that because uh, I was inspired by it. Mm-hmm. So my story is, uh, and it hasn't seen the light of day yet and may never. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, it's about a Gutenberg Bible mm-hmm. that uh, gets passed down. There were, the, there's, you know, there are about three quarters of the Gutenberg Bibles produced are unaccounted for. Huh. They're either were destroyed or they're out there mm-hmm. hiding somewhere, or they're in some uh, archive or on some shelf or in some attic. Mm-hmm. And so I took that idea and I thought, okay, I'm going to follow one of those Bibles, and I follow it from from Seville mm-hmm. in 1500 to the Netherlands, 1700, to Mexico in the 1930s, to Ohio Mm -hmm. in the 1960s, to today, although in reverse order. That's all I'll say about that at this point. But I'm having a lot of fun and doing a lot of research. So I have a trivia question for you that I just ran across today. Okay, well, I got to think, who's the writer who wrote? You want to look up that before I ask you you my trivia question? All right. So... Uh, let's see, Mr. Former Creative Writing Instructor, if you know the answer to this question. What, uh, Peter, uh, Pierre Bouel, B-O-U-E-L-L-E, French novelist, wrote 30 novels, including two that were made into very famous movies. Oh, uh, yeah? Can you name either of them? No. Bridge Over the River Kwai. No kidding. Which was based on the fact that he was a spy for the Free French during World War II, and he got captured and spent so uh, he was in two years in a hard labor camp yeah, before he escaped. That's a great movie, directed by David Lean. Won seven Oscars, five or, five or seven Oscars. I it's a remember. great movie. Bridge, over the, Bridge on the River Kwai is the movie version. And then, weirdly, the other, the other uh, movie, based on one of his books, Planet of the Apes. Really? Are those two, like, totally different in tone or what? <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Yeah, I ran across that today. In uh, the original book, which came out in 1963, it's, it's different from the movie. The plot is that these, this couple who are honeymooning in space find this journal written by this Frenchman who talks about he was on this journey and he went to this planet where apes were the smart creatures and humans were the, were the dumb animals. There was, and there was no Statue of Liberty half submerged in sand in this book. And when this journalist went back to Paris, <laughs> there's the coffee. When this journalist <laughs> went back to, co- to Paris, uh, suddenly the airport was run by apes. And then the twist is you find out that the honeymooning couple who discovered the journal uh, are a pair of chimpanzees. Oh, really? <laughs> that is very much the story. Uh, I mean, it's parallel to Swift's great story of Gulliver's Travels. Travels, yeah. Where in the final book of the four, the Whinnoms are rule the world and they're the intelligent animals and they're horses. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and people, appropriately enough, are called yahoos. <laughs> Hans Brinker. Hans Brinker is the guy who wrote uh, the uh, no. story about the, the kid who put the... Hans Brinker is the name of one of his stories. Uh, one of his characters. Hans Brinker in the Silver Skates, wasn't it? I remember my Disney movies. Okay, I'm way off. That's written by Mary Mapes Dodge, Hans Brinker. Maybe but that's that. not the one I'm thinking of. You shouldn't. You should interview people who are younger and whose <laughs> brains are less less atrophied. <laughs> well, while uh, they're consulting that their phones, uh, I want to briefly call out another podcast, Song Exploder, which I love to listen to when I'm driving on long trips. I've heard great ones. Uh, a cheap trick. Uh, Rick Nielsen talking about the writing of Surrender. Heim. Of course, I'd probably mess up their name or Haim. Talking about um, the song Summer Girls. The one I heard on the way down here that was just wonderful was Dua Lipa talking about her song Levitating. And what was great about this was it was her, it was her producer, it was people that you know had been with her in the studio. And as she described their process of creating this song, they had audio of each, each stage of the process. So that song exploder. There are a lot of episodes. I don't know most of the bands, but um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just called uh, The Little Dutch Boy. The Little Dutch Boy. An American author, Mary Mapes Dodd. Oh, so Mary Mapes Dodd also wrote that. She wrote that, and she wrote oh, Hans Brinker and the Silver Skates. I've been Skates. saying the wrong thing. Okay. So yeah. there you go. But not a Dutch person. But not a Dutch person. All right. Well, this is... Uh, been fun with coffee percolating and dump trucks going by wives shouting in the background wives shouting in the background we want to encourage you to send any feedback ideas for the show times you think kate and i were totally stupid to papaholicspodcast at gmail.com and of course as we say uh, you can find us on twitter papaholics instagram and facebook papaholics podcast all right and so for papaholics i'm steve hall And I'm Pete Ferry. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Go out and enjoy pop culture. Mm -hmm.